Hello, welcome to 26.2. I'm Russ, also known on Twitter, Periscope, Meerkat, as I am fat, so I run. It's all run together into one word. I am F-A-T-S-O-I-R-U-N. Just self-promo here if you'd follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope, or Meerkat. I'd super appreciate it. Once this gets posted to iTunes, subscribe. I will be putting out 26 episodes. All right. Well, put it simply, I want to tell everybody to be ultra fit, how to train and complete a marathon. True to my Twitter handle, I am carrying several extra pounds. In fact, I was at 269 pounds at my heaviest, and my ideal is closer to 200. I've shed some weight since then, but I'm still overweight. I used to run in high school, which was sadly almost 18 years ago, and I could pull a six-minute mile back then. Maybe only once or twice, but I did it. Unfortunately, I, can't, I didn't keep up with running, but running is something that sticks with me, and I never leave it behind. I started to get back into running in 2006 when I read the book Ultra Marathon Man. It's a book by Dean Carnassus. He had had enough and at age 30 just went out the door and ran. He has accomplished many ultra marathons. And for those of you who don't know what an actual marathon is, is it's 26.2 miles. Anything longer than that is considered an ultra marathon. Yet he has done many 50 to 100 mile races. After reading this book, uh, he was going to run 50 marathons in 50 states in 50 days. After being inspired by what he accomplished and what he was hoping to accomplish, which he did, I ended up training for and completing my first marathon in 2006. This is a photo of me and my friends. We finished it. So I finished that in 2006. Since then, I've completed three others, plus multiple half marathons and other shorter distance races. I've got all the medals on my chest right now to show you. Um, my wife and I have quite the collection of race metal hanging up in our living room wall. Now I'm addicted. Even though I still slack off every now and then, I keep coming back to running. It's kind of like free therapy every time I lace up and head out the door. It elevates my mood. It helps me lose weight, etc., etc. So that's why I'm doing this. But you're probably wondering, what are you going to get out of it by listening or watching? Well, what I'm hoping is that you'll come along on me with this journey and make this a conversation rather than something than me just spouting off into the void. Have you ever run a marathon before? Awesome, let's compare notes. Are you new to marathoning or running in general? Perfect, I'm here to tell you that you can do it. You don't have to be a pro athlete to cross that finish line. Heck, you don't even need to be in shape to do it. Of course, let's start small if you aren't. Now, as you may or may not know, a marathon is 26.2 miles, as I, planned, uh, as I mentioned earlier. So I plan on making 26 episodes, and I'll be training for a marathon along the way. As we go through each mile, also known as episodes, we'll talk about what you can expect when you decide to do something like this. I'll talk about my own training runs, the links and how they went, and I'll share, I'll share what I'll call lessons from the long run. Like, don't leave baby wipes. I'm just saying. Also, I'll talk about the new equipment I try out and how I'm fueling my runs. I'll also focus on how I beat the voice in my head telling me I can't do this. You all know that one. A typical training program is 16 weeks, assuming you've already had a base 
of running about three miles several days a week. So since I'm making 26 episodes, that gives me, and you, 10 weeks to solidly establish that base before officially starting to train. I may be in worse shape than some of you and better shape than others, but that doesn't really matter. We're all going to be in this together, right? In addition to sharing my own experience, I'll respond to your questions, and I'd love to hear your suggestions on which topics to cover in the future. I guarantee there will be some discussion around shin splints, bloody nipples, and other chafing, finding the right shoes, and possibly even using toenails. <laughs> Don't turn off the episode yet. I have never lost a toenail. I've just heard some people have done it. I'm also hoping to have guests join me occasionally to share their experiences. So your suggestions on potential guests are very welcome. And if you decide to join me on this journey and train for a marathon too, I want to hear about it. I'll give shout outs to anyone who reports their weekly mileage. So that's the nuts and bolts of why we're here. Sounds good. Let's get started with mile one. For most people, the first mile of a training run is typically the worst. You may be stiff from the last run. You may have other things on your mind. You may be cranky, hungry, tired, blah, blah, blah. That's why it's important to never, ever, ever judge a run by how fast the first mile goes. The most important thing is to get out there and get moving. Once you find your groove, you won't be able to remember why it took you so long to lace up. In the case of a marathon, though, you probably won't even realize you've already been running for a mile until you fly by the first mile marker. You'll be hyped up on adrenaline, spurred on by the roar of the crowd, and totally consumed by the buzz coming from the rest of the runners. The thing to remember during that first race mile is to try and settle into your pace. Unless you're intentionally following a pacer and trying to match someone else, you want to focus so you don't take time off, or so you don't take off like a shot due to the excitement only to burn out way too soon because you pushed too hard too early. Everyone will use their own methods during training, and one that I use is walk breaks. Sometimes I allow myself to walk every three miles, and sometimes I even let myself walk every one mile. It's all about listening to your body and responding to what you need. Note, I said listening to your body, not your brain. Your brain will become your own worst enemy at some point, especially during long runs. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. We are only on mile one. So if you're new to running and have never run a mile before, it may help to look into a program like Couch to 5K that helps you gradually ease into running for longer periods of time. If you've been running for some time, your focus should be on improving your speed and endurance. Are you able to run a mile without stopping? What about if you're running a course with hills? That's all I have scripted so far. Let's go through some of these medals I have on my chest. I've got, let's see, this is a 10K I did. I don't even know what year it is. 2012, October 6th. I've got a warrior dash that I've done. Attempt to take these off. I've done, this is a warrior dash. This is a marathon. This is my very first marathon, 2006. This is a 2012 10K I did. This is Grandma's Marathon in Duluth, Minnesota that I did in June 2013, so more than a year ago, just over a year ago. Set that down. This, we'll get to this. It's a good one. And this one, we'll get to this one. Everybody wants to see the bling. 
This is a half marathon I did called the Gopher to Badger Marathon in 2013. I did another one. I don't know where that medal is. This is another Warrior Dash from 2012. And this is a finisher medal for a marathon in 2011. So, the last marathon I did was in 2013 in the Twin Cities, Minnesota. It's in October. And this is that medal right there. Lovely medals. Beautiful course. And this <laughs> monster is the Myrtle Beach Half Marathon, which I did last year in October. It's a heck of a medal right there. Heavy. It's a magnet on the back. Bottle opener. It's awesome. Ooh, it's awesome if you can hear it bouncing off the table. Drink some coffee as you listen to me slurp. So episode one, I decided was going to be about water and about how to or how to hydrate your runs. Um, a friend of mine told me. Um, a while back that he knows if he's properly hydrated or not because he knows when he starts sweating when he said he said he starts sweating at about one to one and a half miles and if he doesn't start sweating by then he knows that he obviously needs to hydrate more uh, for the next run or to if he's doing a longer run to hydrate a lot more during that run than normal uh, once he said that I noticed myself that at about three-fourths of a mile to two-thirds of a mile, I uh, start sweating. And so that's how I know if I'm hydrated or not. Um, some people might be different. That's not a scientifically proven fact. It's just a suggestion that I heard, and it, I took it to heart, and it works. Um, whenever you're doing a race, I highly recommend stopping at the water stops and getting uh, getting hydrated. That doesn't mean getting the Gatorade or any other sugary beverage because water is what you need at that point in time. Uh, when I did that first marathon in 2006, my friend David, <laughs> we uh, he didn't stop at all the water stops, but I did. And at the end of the race, when we got in the car to leave, he was cramping up very, very badly and screaming in pain. <laughs> um it's not fun to get dehydrated on a long run. Uh, your body is sweating and needs that water. Uh, your body is mainly comprised of water, so you need to make sure that what you're using is getting replaced. Um, the way I transport the water that I have, sometimes I carry a water bottle with me. Um, I bought a Camelback. Uh, which is pretty nice. It's uh, actually not the one that goes on your back, per se. I mean, it's kind of like a backpack anyway. But it's not the big uh, water hump that a camel has. It's a waistband one, which I like a lot. Other people carry water belts, which they hold their water bottles. I've found, uh, found that troublesome because the water bottles will slip out. And it doesn't seem like you can carry a lot of water. Depends on how far I'm going, how much water I bring. If I bring any when I do three mile runs, I usually don't bring any, but anything longer than probably four miles, I'll bring water with. Uh, I dislike carrying my water bottle with me, um, sloshing around. First, when you start, it's pretty heavy. When you get halfway through, it's sloshing around, and then when it's empty, 
I don't toss it in the woods or on the side of the trail I want to find a garbage can or if it's a reusable bottle I want to bring it back so a lot of the times I'll I'll uh, if I'm gonna carry water with me it'll be in the camelback or else uh, it will drive ahead and have water placed and hidden in the weeds by a sign so that I can uh, grab it when I get to that point um, it's really nice to get to the halfway point and be empty with one water bottle and grab another one um, a lot of times at races they will have water stops at starting at four miles six miles uh, nine miles it all varies on the race but know your race if you're signing up for one look at the map to figure out where the water is going to be where the nutrition is going to be because that's super super important um, you don't want to get dehydrated and I like to make sure that I am not full of water and sloshing around before I go for my run but just like if you're giving blood you want to make sure that you're hydrated throughout the day before you uh, get out there because like I said at the beginning when you start running and you realize when you're sweating that's when you'll know if you're kind of at at zero or if you're already starting negative on a dehydration level uh, a lot of times I hear that uh, water um, you know you hear the doctor say you should have eight glasses of water a day or six glasses of water a day uh, other things that I've heard which I think works for me is you take your body weight in ounces and that's how many or how much water you should be drinking a day um, I mean, seriously people we're mainly composed of water and if we uh, are peeing clear that's the that's the great indicator and sometimes in the porta potties or you stop to to go to the bathroom on marathons or other long runs they'll have a color chart uh, in the porta potty that uh, kind of warns you <clears throat> tells you to look at the color of your urine to ensure that you are properly hydrated because if you are not you will start suffering cramps depending on the heat you might get heat cramps it's bad news bears once you start uh, falling down that road of uh, dehydration because it's even harder to to uh, catch back up if you're already at a deficit which is also why you need to stay hydrated throughout the day even if you're not uh, running just normally keep up with your water intake if you need to track it track it just like you would track food to see if it makes a difference for you it'll help your bowel movements it'll help your body in generally every single way we drink enough sugar so I wouldn't recommend or I mean we eat enough sugar and our diets uh, I would not recommend going for the Gatorade all the time I mean, there are points that you can take it and who am I to lecture when I'm when I'm chunky and I'm running because I drink a lot of sugary beverages even though I've been cutting back lately um, let's see what else we got about water this episode yeah I think that's enough about water we can always come back so I will be let's see 
what will I be doing? The next few episodes, um, I will be talking about gear I have. Uh, I currently wear a uh, Garmin Vivo Fit. I used to wear a Fitbit uh, that didn't have too much mileage, meaning it didn't last very long because my wife had one and it decided to fail on her and the customer service for Fitbit was horrible. Um, <clears throat> I have a Garmin 620 GPS. I have an iPhone. I used to run with the iPhone as my main source of GPS, but that didn't, uh, that drained the battery. I bought a Mio Alpha a couple years ago, which tracks your heart rate. I lost the charger, unfortunately. Try to find that. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about gear. We'll talk about music or things you listen to, podcasts, podcasts um, to listen to, or that I listen to, maybe what you listen to. We'll have some guests on. Uh, I have a guest that uh, runs a fitness company. Uh, I have a guest who has a Facebook page and a, a nonprofit called Break the Stigma about mental health and running. He actually ran across Minnesota earlier in May this year. He ran uh, west to east uh, across Minnesota to raise awareness about mental health and uh, how physical activity helps mental health. Uh, I have another friend who has run two marathons with me, multiple half marathons, not the one in the picture, a different man. Um, and then hopefully I'll get other people on the uh, podcast. I did meet Dean Carnassus once, long shot. I don't think I'll ever get him on the podcast. But, uh, you know, other people like that, uh, maybe local community members who run. There's a local running club here that I thoroughly enjoy. I also have another friend who... Uh, is a manager at a running store so hopefully I can get them on we can talk about their running experiences share some laughs share some advice and also hear from you Uh, we'll also be doing uh, long run mileage markers I'll give you like I said lessons from the long run to uh, talk about what I experienced Uh, um, to give you kind of a diary on that my uh Obviously, I'm no expert, but I do have um, miles on my feet so that I can give you stuff that's worked for me. Hopefully, if you if we get a conversation going, you can tell me what has worked for you, what doesn't work for you. Um, we can help each other out in that manner. We'll be uh, doing lessons from the long run. We're also doing weekly mileage, um, which we've com- completed. I know for me, doing a training program helps, but... Nine times out of ten, I don't follow that to a T because I let life get in the way or I just get lazy because, let's let's be honest, <laughs> I was never 260 pounds, 69 pounds because I uh, was very active and uh, motivated. I was lazy. That's also one of the reasons that I got one of these bands. Look at I'm red. I need to get up and walk around or move. So, that's going to... Bring us to the first mile marker and the end of today's episode. I really want to thank you for listening and tuning in. I hope you're entertained and will come along with this, come along on this journey for, with me. So please make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Meerkat, Periscope. I might come up with a Facebook at some point. 
uh, at I am fat so I run. That's I M F A T S O I R U N. All run together into one word. Send me your suggestions for next week's episode. And if you do decide to join me in training for a marathon, please send me your weekly miles so you can start to build the base or as we start to build our bases together. And uh, at that point, we're going to bring it to a close. Thank you for listening. Hope to have you back next week.